You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Welcome back everyone to Cards to the Moon. And believe it or not, we are recording episode number 20. My name is Clark and with me from the beginning, sharing co-hosting duties is Hung and John. Uh, any quick thoughts from you guys on getting this far with episode 20? Do you think we would even make it this far? You know what? It's crazy. It's like when you when you talk about sports cards, it's just, you know, time flies and you know there's <laughs> no there's never not enough content, you know. So, um, it's sure. always you know, good to have these conversations because ultimately our goal is to bring value, you know, to, um, you know, to anybody that's, you know, new or, you know, maybe uh, we discuss things that, you know, uh, we go in depth, right? So, um, yeah, no, I'm happy to be a part of it. And uh, yeah, thanks for having us. For yeah. sure, 100%. Yeah, it's been a great ride so far. I, I, I'll i share young sentiments. I can't believe how quickly that went by. It feels like we just, it still feels like we just started like doing this. So uh, it's been pretty awesome. Yeah. So we'll uh, just keep going week after week. And, and next thing you know, we'll be on our hundredth episode, right? But right. Uh, one episode at a time. <laughs> keep grinding. All right, cool. So I thought off the top today, we can make some picks on who is going to win the Stanley Cup with the NHL season starting this week. And the Larry O'Brien Trophy with the NBA regular season beginning next week as of this recording. So I thought it would be timely. And uh, before we get into our picks, the second part of this question is which player from both hockey and basketball do you think will step it up big time this season? Or which player are you looking forward to seeing make that big leap? Maybe it's a rebound season for that player. But yeah, let's start off with our picks for who's going to win. Let's start with hockey, Stanley Cup. I... For me, I gotta you know stick with my Leafs. It's 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 been a long ride, you know. And um, you know, I I believe They're they have wrong. the team to do it, you know. And <laughs> and you know what? On top of that, Mitch Marner is my boy. I believe that he's he's Love a guy Mitch, that yeah. you know that uh, you know a couple more years like he's playing and he's gonna get better. And I think his prices are you know affordable still. So I think he's a he's a great buy too. So. I'm rooting for the Leafs. Um, I think I, I like their shot. You know, I think it's it's the best we've uh, we've put forward in, you know, mm-hmm. in years. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Leafs, man. <laughs> nice. You know what? To be fair, like some odd makers are putting the Leafs up in the top five. So yeah, that's, I'm, that's yeah, they're crazy. up there. I mean, they're up there. Yeah. How about you, John? Uh, I'm gonna go with I, I'm going with Colorado Avalanche. I okay. I think they made that a lot of improvements. Yeah, they made a lot of improvements. They're just stacked top to bottom, like Kadri, McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen. Like the four big guys are there, but they're young. Mm-hmm. They have Tyson Jones, who's a, a former first round pick, who's kind of finally kind of coming into his own mold. They, they got a new kid named Adam Newhook, who just made the yeah. team, who who lit it up last year in NCAA. And then on defense, they got like Kale McCarr, uh, former first round pick Bowen Byram, and then they just added Darcy Kemper, who's a pretty in my opinion, I think he's a very good goaltender, and they've always been kind of shaky in the goaltender department. So, I mean, they're stacked top to bottom. I, I get they're, they're, they've got depth, they've got skill, they've got goaltending, they got defense. So, I, I have to assume they're one of the heavy favorites. 
Yeah, I was going to say, Avs are number one on most everyone's yeah, list. So yeah. not a surprise that one of us would choose the Avs. Um, <laughs> I just think the Avs are a solid regular season team. And then the playoffs, I don't know. Anything Weird happen. things happen. Right, yeah. right. Well, my, my East, they're my West pick, but my East pick is, is the uh, New York Rangers. Okay. Yeah, I think they have a similar makeup. You know, like they're a little underrated because they haven't really played well in the past. Sure, but. sure. They, they, they're very, very similar makeup, and I, I like the Rangers as well. Okay. My pick is Lightning. I'm going with the Lightning to go back-to-back. Back. Is it to back? Back-to-back. Back-to-back-to-back. Oh, back back. Back to back. Okay. Yeah. Three. three dynasty. Yeah. I think yeah. the Lightning is <laughs> the happen, next man. dynasty in hockey. And, uh, yeah, they, they, have a, they have the same core. Kucherov's uh, healthy, right? Yeah. So, so they're ready to go. And uh, experience is, uh, is a big factor. I think when it comes to hockey and when they make it to the playoffs, they just kind of, you just see the teams with experience just kind of have that right. extra factor to push them over the edge. So yeah. lightning is my choice. So we'll see. We'll come back to this episode 20 um, when the Stanley Cup uh, finals are, are playing in uh, several months. And, and then we'll see who's right or who's dead wrong. I think I don't know, Young. I think I think you're in the running for the dead wrong. Let's go. They're up. Hey, the Leafs are up three two. I think last I checked. Yeah, yeah, that's a good start. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good start. Yeah, so nice. we're, we're on we're, we're on the right track. So, Amen. I hope the Leafs. I hope the Leafs win the cup. It'll be a wild party here in Toronto. <laughs> I hope so too. All right, let's uh, let's go on to basketball then. What are your picks for who's going to win the Larry Ob? Oh man, this one's tough. Um, I I would say. I'm gonna say Golden State. I'm actually gonna go with Golden hmm. State. Nice. I really okay. like uh, what they have, but I'm gonna also uh, throw in. Um, I can't. I can't disrespect Hero in Miami. I think, oh. I think they're gonna have a big year. I, I, I truly do. So you always see him in the playoffs, right? So um, yeah. and playoff basketball is different. So I'm gonna go Golden State, though. Definitely. Okay. Good choice. Nice. I got uh, out of the West. I really like Denver. I think it's their year to make a big time noise and head to the finals. And then the East, I'm I'm in agreement with Young Man. I actually picked Miami as well. They added like okay. PJ Tucker, Oladipo, Kyle Lowry, and people sleep on Hero again. I think Hero's gonna turn it around this season. And and I don't know. I see Miami being really, really dangerous. So I like Denver and Miami in the finals. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Miami to win it. Okay. It's funny you guys talked about Hero, and I think. I forgot to ask the second part of the question for the hockey, but we'll start with basketball on who we think is going to really step it up this season. I think, well, my my player was Hero, actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we took some years. I don't know if it's going to be a I don't know if it's going to be a sweep on that question, but but uh, yeah, uh, did you hear what Tyler Hero said recently about? Yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. was a tough one. That stuff like that Ooh. really like. That's uh, like Pugsy, you know, hot take, man. I get the confidence. I I get the confidence. Confidence, yeah. But like, you know, you you got to you got to play. You got to shut up and play. You know, yeah. You can't say those things before you haven't done anything yet. For those who don't know, he compared himself to uh, Luca, Trey, and Ja. That Ja Morant, that level of um, of player. Yeah, saying he should be in that conversation of like right. You know what? Like there there are a lot of. Tyler Hero haters. I'll tell you that. Like there, yeah, there, I there are people that. that they're gonna totally disagree, um, <laughs> you know, with with us. But um, yeah, I I think he kind of has the 
like you said, the makeup to 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 do it. He just needs to do it now. This yeah. is a big for me. This this is his make or break year. You know, he, yeah. he has to be dropping twenty plus a game. And you know what? He's been he's been doing that. I think he's made a bold statement. He looks different. You see that picture that was floating around where he looked like he put like 15, 20 pounds. He was just like absolutely shredded, right? Yeah. So uh, that's the direction you'd like to see, you know? He's becoming a dad too. So mm-hmm. he, he he's like uh, all around, I think, um, this is his year. And Miami's, yeah, ho- hopefully we see him in the finals, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, it better be his year after a statement like that. well before i choose my pick uh john who is your player for the nba you know what i um i like i like i want luca to 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 go to the next level and it's you know okay selfishly a lot of people are invested in luca and you 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 want your card to go up but sure the reason the main reason though is i really want to see luca's card explode and that we talked we talked about it last last week, but that narrative of like the 17k prism pop report being too high of a number, like I, I want that narrative to disappear. I want the the card market and everyone to be proven that that number is still not big enough for somebody like Luca, and I, I want him to do well enough to see that kind of that ceiling get crushed. So for that reason, I would love to see Luca go to a different level this year. Okay. Either winning MVP or, you know, Dallas sure, going yeah, to the yeah. finals or something crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so my pick for the NBA championship, I I, I got to stick with the Lakers, man. I know they're injured. Boo! Uh, come on, man. They're the heavy. They gotta be the heavy favorites. I was gonna choose the Nets, but I don't know what Kyrie's doing. So no, I gotta, yeah, <laughs> he's he's, go. he's suspended. I think he's like he can't he's sitting he out, can't, right? Yeah, he can't play. He can't participate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's crazy. I could see Kyrie sitting out for the whole season. He's that kind of player yeah. where he just kind yeah. of digs in, right? Mm-hmm. So they're gonna have to fill that role. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. That's going to be a huge hole for the Nets. But yeah, that's why I'm going with the Lakers. I know, like I said, they're injured. But, you know, if uh, they start getting healthy, even throughout the season, and they're just, they just have to make it into a playoffs, and the, then once they're in, you know, they're going to be... I don't think any team's going to want to play the Lakers in the playoffs, right? So, right. so Lakers for me. And uh, I guess the only other question is for NHL. Let's go back to the NHL. Which player do you think really make that next step or can really rebound this season for for me i i i actually picked somebody that like i not not necessarily rebound i believe uh hockey is is really heating up in terms of you know even pricing price movement a lot more yeah. uh people involved like this is what we talked about earlier right like they they're trying to um you know get it on that scale and you kind of see the effect right so um and you see there's not much options for hockey cards compared to like uh you know baseball right right? so you look back and i think there's um players like mitch marner like we talked about that you know um have some amazing like rookie autos that are like very very affordable and there are huge opportunities there for instance and i think even his young guns is very affordable i think there it was it was something like floating under 500 in the summer you know Mm -hmm. during the dip but then you know it's probably reached an all-time high you know over seven seven hundred now right so i think it's still uh relatively cheap for you know a young guns uh a rookie card comparatively you know when you look at you know uh other comps uh so i think uh for me it's yeah mitch marner i think uh there's some opportunity there for sure great pick 
I agree. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, a kid in Ottawa, Tim Stutzel. I think oh. he's an absolute stud. He was a third over, um, a year ago, he was a third overall pick. And he really flew under, the, like, this kid is, is a legitimate stud. And he flew under the radar last year because everyone was going after the young guns, Lafreniere, Laffy. And then right. towards the end of the year, everybody started to go after the Kaprizov because he's the one who ended up winning the Rookie of the Year. Um, and Stutzel completely fell under the radar. And you can pick up his, uh, I mean, I don't even think there are, and I could be wrong, but I'm not sure if there are any PSA 10s graded. But his card is really affordable, man. Like he's, I think his SGC 10 goes for about 100 bucks. So, you know, he, he scored 29 points in 53 games last year. Like a, he's, a, he's a little kid uh, and he's only 19 years old. And I think this year he's going to step it up. So I, I, I really like, um, as a player and as an investment, I like Tim Stutzel. Okay. I like that pick too. I'm going with um, Vladimir Tarasenko. Oh, nice. I think people have been, uh, you know, he's been injured the last two seasons, yeah. so people might have forgotten about him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I know there's been a little bit of, of drama with Tarasenko and the Blues, whether he would come back or whether he wanted to get traded. But it looks like he's back. Looks like the team is on board with Tarasenko. So, so yeah, he's um, a stud. He's a stud. If he if he's healthy like he says he is, thirty goals plus is is easy for him, and um, the Blues will be a good team. So. Yeah, Tarasenko. If you forgot about him, he's back. I think he'll do good one. Uh, he'll have a really great season. Good one. I like it. Okay, cool. That was fun. We'll again. We'll see. We'll uh, cycle back to um, uh, our all our picks. <laughs> we're <laughs> bang on or really far off with our choices, but but yeah, we'll see. All right. So let's uh, move on then for today's hobby headlines. So I thought we could highlight in this episode some of the apps and websites that we use to help us find good sports card deals or pricing trends or any information really that is useful to know when buying or selling cards. We know that the hobby and tech kind of go hand in hand now and uh, we use all these tools to our disposal to make the best choices. So I thought we could make this episode real practical for our listeners, especially for the, for the ones that are just coming into the hobby. So I can start things off and I'm going to group all those apps and websites, which basically do the same thing, which is consolidate a lot of the sports card sales data. And it's primarily from eBay, but other sources as well. And with that data, they can project trends on which card is hot or cold, just based on the sales numbers. So a lot of collectors might have heard a couple of the big ones already, like Card Ladder, if you go to cardladder.com, or Market Movers, which is by Sports Card Investor. I think they both do a great job of tracking card sales and displaying it in a user-friendly manner, um, including in charts and in tables, depending on what data you want to see. Right. And, and I know there are like several other companies as well trying to gain their market share in this space. Uh, like Card Hedger is one of them. They reached out to me um, oh, nice. last year. And so, yeah, there, there's, you know, everyone's trying to get into the space, right? There's just, this hobby is growing so fast that, that even tech companies are trying to get their get their share. So, um, and I, I, and I don't know if you guys know, but I, I think eBay is trying to do something similar in-house too. And that's right. You know, where you can like, yeah, where you can track the cards that you actually buy and you can see how they're doing in terms of value or resale value. So it's kind of like the stock market based on the eBay cards that you buy. It's already in their system, right? So it's something they're trying. I think they're still trying to build it out. It's not completely there yet, but eBay is trying to get into the game as well. Right. 
Anyway, I've used all of them. And the one issue I would say is that they constantly need to update their database because there are so many cards out there, right? right? right. And you know, the more established ones like Card Ladder and Market Movers seem to be doing just that, making their tools a bit more robust than all the other ones. But, but yeah, like at the beginning when I started using these tools early on, it wasn't that great because you're like looking for like certain specific cards and it's not even in their database yet. Right. <laughs> and it's not tracking any sales. So it's, it's pretty useless, right? But I think as they just uh, continue to like enter all this data and aggregate all this data, it just becomes a very useful tool. Right. Um, so yeah, full disclosure though, I just want to say we just got into a partnership um, with Sports Card Investor where we can offer 20% off for their market movers app or program um, for the first month. And uh, you just need to use the coupon code five card guys when you sign up. Uh, but honestly, I, I like both uh, card ladder and market mover. They're pretty similar in what they do. And um, I find them equally useful. So those are my suggestions. Have you guys used any of these apps before or for sure? Them? Yeah, yeah. I think they're like for me, I, I guess I would say I'm a little old school. So I don't like I tried those apps and you know, yeah. they, they helped me earlier on when you know, when you're trying to figure out what you're trying to do. Uh, but right. for me, um, I kind of moved away from apps personally. But I, I love, like I say, I'm all for it because what it's doing is it's it's establishing kind of like the future uh, industry or, you know, and sure. creating that new experience that is beneficial to this hobby, right? So I'm all for it, even though I'm old school. All, all I need <laughs> is my 130 point, my eBay, and my black market <laughs> websites like blow up forums. <laughs> blow up forums and my black Facebook market. forums. Yeah, it's, it's the streets. It's, you're going out on the, on the streets, beware. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, you mentioned 130 point. Do you want to talk about that for people who don't know what 130 point is? Sure. 130 point is a, I guess, a third party site uh, that uh, can track eBay sales, um, and usually it uh, tracks all the sales, including best offers. So it'll show the true price. So if you go yeah. on eBay and you search a, a, a card and you go to the sold or complete listed, it will it will basically uh, have a, I guess, a scratched out price, but you can't really see what uh, what the item sold for so 130 point uh, will be your kind of um, website for for true comps essentially right so yeah it's very useful yeah for sure right yeah um, I was gonna uh, talk about a little bit about actually um, uh, blowout again blowout forums mm -hmm. uh, because I think uh, um, this is this is more of the old school approach of instead of apps it's it's the resource the knowledge and uh, the the reason why I like blowout forums, if you go into like hobby talks, uh, they're they're categorized by individual sports, so baseball, basketball, football, soccer, like uh, all these other sports, right? And they have um, you know player threads, right? That were started years and years ago. This, these are from the true hobbyists. So like uh, nice. for instance, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, uh, like his page I guess has like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages of just information on what cards is the chase card what card is you know uh, yeah, yeah. what people nice. are after um, yeah and, and a, just a general discussion of kind of like uh, with thousands of members right so um, and it's it's also good to follow those threads and always sure. kind of be in the know, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, in conjunction with like the, those other apps, you know, I think it's very very valuable 
um, and I call it the black market because it's it's like uh, that that's where the OG was. It's just that yeah. that, that was the only market, right? In, back in the day. So uh, yeah, I, I would say the definitely players players in the hobby talk forums on blowout. I like it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Forums can be easily overlooked, especially with apps coming out all the time. But for sure, I like it. I've never had the opportunity to use Market Movers, but I know a lot of people who have used it and, and who have enjoyed it. And they like how you can kind of get into deep analysis of like comparing trends of yeah. different cards and stuff. Um, a cheaper a cheaper way, we talked about card, card ladder app. Um, you can I think there's also a subscription portion where you can see trends of up to like 6, 12, and and couple of years. But they give you the free data for at least the first couple of months. And that's a really good free tool for anybody who's out there that wants to quickly, sure, like a, yeah. a, you know, they don't have all the names in their database, but if you wanted to quickly look at Mike Trout update, the big ones. Yeah, yeah, pop the big ones. or PSA 10, how much they sold for, they kind of give you some basic information. So that's a good app. And then I think a must download app is definitely the PSA certification. Okay. Um, it's, it's very useful because it, it has the, the QR code. So you, in, you can instantly sort of scan the barcode that's on the PSA slab. So that's really useful for when you're doing deals like on KGG and meeting up with a guy, you want to do a quick scan of the card that he has to make sure it's legit. Or you're at card shows and you want to do a quick scan of a card. And then the not only does the card information come up, but it'll show like pop report. All of that stuff is sort of in the, the page that pops up from the QR code. So this is a real quick way of like, of seeing and sure. some of the bigger names within the PSA certification, like if you look up, I don't know, Luka Doncic Optic, it'll actually have a link to the actual pop report and uh, it'll ha have a link to the auction prices realized page. So the page where um, PSA tracks all of their slabs so that are being sold either on eBay or Golden Auctions or PWCC um, or whatnot. So it's it's a really good quick tool um, to also see what past you know solds are. And then the final yeah. thing is, is that, and not many people may know this, but when you do the PSA certification app, it shows you what label the current card is under. So if you have an old label, it'll show on the top of the description that this card right. has this old label or this card has the new label. So at least for some of the really big cards, you'll know um, in case somebody tried to duplicate it with like the newer label or the older label, you'll know you can kind of catch it right away. You can catch a fake yeah. right away. So that's another little neat um, add-on that they had to that uh, to that app. That's pretty cool. I mean, is the PSA certification app done by PSA or is it third party? Yeah, it's done by PSA. It's their, okay. it's their own app. Okay. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. I actually didn't know about it. I think um, even to take that a step further, just in general, I think uh, using uh, PSA pop reports too talk about PSA yeah, pop right. reports because it's the same it's the same thing that Johnny's talking about just uh, if you if you're ever researching a card or uh, trying to find you know a, the population of a card um, there's actually a, a PSA if you even Google like PSA pop report it'll be like the first hit that comes out or you could Google PSA certification where you put the kind of like the number in right. for a quick check and all that information comes out right but I find it like uh, for especially for new uh, hobbyists or inco uh, incoming investors, what what happens is uh, 
when they try searching in uh, like the uh, the pop report, they don't understand that the way it works in terms of set name. Like, you know, if they have to search mm-hmm. like 2019 Tops Chrome Sapphire, right? And then it's broken down to sports, right? So a lot of, I think, newcomers, when they try to find a set, they don't even know. They just know that this card is the right card to get right. they don't understand what set it comes <laughs> from or you know uh stuff like that where where a hobbyist looks at right so right. Yeah. i find it a little difficult uh um if you're if you're new um but i think a, a quick fix to that is if you want the direct access and it's good um if you uh use kind of like that psa pop report instead of certification because you could kind of see all the grades you know what I mean? You could see all the grades instead of jet, if you use the PSA certification um, number, you just see kind of like what John said. The it, it, same thing if if you scan it with the QR code, right? So I think it's a it's a very good and BGS has the same thing. You just need uh, a membership, I guess, with BGS uh, mm-hmm. to access the pop report, mm-hmm. which. I think it's kind of stupid to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can now that I think about it, you can it, actually yeah. search BGS listings on Card Ladder app, and they'll show you the population. So oh, they they will. They, yeah. They so that's a little like, trick yeah. around okay. that. You just use the Card Ladder Card <laughs> right. Ladder app, okay. and you can see that it. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, and and even their system is terrible. You know, like just trying to <laughs> yeah. you know find it. You're just looking through it. You're just they list every single one. It's just I just want you know the the, <laughs> the amount of cards that are in the pop right. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I always look, uh, that's a definite tool. Like you, you need, you need both. You always need to be checking population counts and making sure that, you know, you, uh, you go with the low pop cards, at least for, for me. Right. right. So, and I agree with you, the, the websites actually for both PSA pop report and the BGS pop, they're both bad. Like yeah. it takes forever yeah. to yeah. load. Yeah. yeah so, it's forever yeah. to load on your phone. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, PSA finally PSA made pages. Thank goodness. So that, that kind of helps. But before they, you'd have to wait like 10 minutes for the entirety of the pop report to load up. Yeah, especially in 2019 Panini Prism. <laughs> yeah. Williamson. <laughs> wait, we're still grading 17,000 more. <laughs> yeah, there's a, we didn't say there wasn't any room for improvement in the hobby. So that's, that's one major yeah. area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think we mentioned a lot of uh, different apps and websites that I hope uh, new collectors especially find useful. Uh, I think one that we didn't mention was Alt. I know there was some controversy of Alt when they came out, if, especially if you follow card porn on Instagram, that they were taking a lot more data than sh- they should have. And then Alt, as a company, said uh, it was an honest mistake and they corrected it. Right. Um, but what Alt does, yeah, but what Alt does is essentially uh, what we're talking about with 130 point. Um, you get to see what the actual sale uh, dollar number was for for the ones that were bought with the best offer price, right. and and instead of going on a separate site like 130 Point, uh, the Alt I think is a Chrome extension, right. so it'll show you the the amount right on the eBay site itself. So it's a little bit more convenient. But yeah, if you're if you're concerned about data privacy, and you don't trust any of those extensions, then 130 Point is probably the safer bet to go. But Alt. The, the Chrome extension is also available right now. Yep. Anything else or? No, no. Yeah, that's that's it. I, just the, going back to the PSA report, though, I think if you're into stats and you're into sort of analytics and, and looking at those numbers, the pop report is even just searching pop reports and you're just looking at the entirety of those lists, you can uncover a lot of 
interesting data. And, and I think that's how a lot of purchases can also kind of come out of. Like if you're, let's say, looking at, um, I'll use Hyung as an example. You're looking at Luca Optic 2018 and you're looking at the pop report and it's going to show base at 4,000 PSAs, you know, like PSA 10s and 8,000 submitted total or whatever. And you start looking at the gem rates and you're going down the list. You're looking at, I don't know, orange prism, orange optic hollow, orange, red or whatever. You keep going. And all of a sudden you get the shock and you see 700 submitted and 30 PSA 10s, mm-hmm. right? And you just look at that. It's st- like 8%. Exactly. Yeah, and you just you look at that rate. statistic yeah, right, and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. you're like, wait a minute, why is this card is so incredibly tough to grade? Um, and people just think, oh, it's shock. It's a crappy color. It's a, it's a really easy parallel to get. But you don't realize until you look at the pop reports, wait a minute, this is actually a very rare rare cards so and and yeah. and that's a good point john because i remember we we talked about this as luca bases were still dropping in price right luca optic shocks i remember i listed it thinking that no one would buy it for like 1400 like a, a, a buy it now so i just listed it right. and somebody bought it and then now and then it, it kept on going up to like 1900 or whatever or whatever it is that now but right. um that's what happens when you when you're protected by low pop right it's it becomes a supply demand game that's all it is right right it's it's a hundred percent supply demand right so it's like that's how you always protect it right but Mm -hmm. good point on that like you could compare the like the gem rates and that will essentially you know uh bring i think a lot of long-term value you know in a card maybe it doesn't sell as well because it's not as liquid right now but i think Mm -hmm. over the long run you know those cards are are great long-term holds as well right yeah agreed so yeah, we'll put all the websites that we talked about in the apps in the show notes, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, so you guys have access to that easily. But yeah, definitely go check them out. All right, with that, let's move on then to our next segment, and it's a timely one. We're calling it Draft Day Picks. So as we said off the top, the NBA and NHL regular seasons are underway this month, and that means so are fantasy leagues. So what I did was take the top 10 fantasy player rankings for both the NHL and NBA, which I'll read out in a sec. And to make this hobby relevant, I wanted to ask you guys, which one or two of the top players that I'm about to read do you think has the most room to grow in value over the season? So I'm talking essentially short-term plays here. All right, so let's start with hockey. And I got this top 10 list from NHL.com. And I'll read them from rank number 1 to 10. Okay? So, number 1, not surprisingly, is Connor McDavid. Number 2, Leon Dreisaitl, his uh, teammate. Number 3, Nathan McKinnon of the Avalanche. Rank number 4, Nikita Kucherov of the Lightning. Number 5, our homeboy, Austin Matthews from the Leafs. Number six, the only goalie in the top 10, Andre Vasilevsky from the Lightning. Number seven, Artemi Panarin of the New York Rangers. Eight, Brad Marchand. Number nine, Miko Rentinen of Colorado. And 10, also from Boston, David Pasternak. All right, so out of those 10, which one or two players do you think will grow the most in value? Like, which one would you target as a hobbyist, because uh, I, I wanted to go with the top 10 list because we know these guys are studs, right? These right. guys are good players. So which one do you think um, 
has the most value to grow, even though they are in this in this top ten list. I'm gonna go with uh, Miko Rantanen because I believe uh, I think his prices are cheap based on kind of like what he's establishing himself as to be and being like you know on Colorado as well, right? Like it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see that you know influx of hockey. And I think this is where a lot of uh, uh, card prices catch up, right? So I'm going to go, I think his young guns is floating in around $300, which is uh, very, very affordable. Um, So yeah, I'm going to go Miko. Nice. I got a couple and these are really easy for me. Um, Artemi Panarin. Uh, He has been really under the radar and it really sucks because you know, unless your name is Ovechkin, Russians generally don't get too much love in the hobby. <laughs> but this guy sure. is, whether people realize it or not, this guy is an absolute superstar. He came over from the Russian KHL. He's got one of the highest point-per-game averages in the entire league. Like, if you look at three years ago off of Columbus Blue Jackets, 87 points in 79 games. Moved to the Rangers, 95 points in 69 games. Um, they, they, they got knocked out in the first round of playoffs and the last year he had 58 points in 42 games. He's, people have been sleeping on him because they haven't really watched him. He hasn't played. He's been injured a bit. Rangers haven't really made any noise in the playoffs. He, I think he's an absolute superstar and his, um, his young guns goes for around 250, 300. So I really think that it has a great chance of going to like the five, $600 mark this season, uh, if not more. So I, I really like Panarin. And then the other one, I mean, it has to be McDavid. I know he's expensive. I know he's he's wow. triple the price wow. of anybody <laughs> in the league. Yeah. But hockey is so, it's not on the radar of most collectors, right? Like when you look at this top 10 list and you ask an average collector, no one's collecting Brad Marchant. You're barely collecting David Pasternak. Everyone and their moms in the collecting world, if they look at hockey, they're going to go after Connor McDavid. Like this guy is... If you don't know hockey, he's a generational talent. We're talking about we're watching a young LeBron James, right? So um, he he's transcendent amongst sports cards. Like just like if we we I don't collect tennis, but I'll buy a Serena Williams. I don't collect golf, but I'll buy a Tiger Woods. I don't you know some people can say yeah. I don't buy hockey, but I'll buy a McDavid, right? So right. because of that sure. reason, even though he is expensive, he's just his collectability because of his status and who he is as a player is it's just going to keep getting higher and higher and and you know uh, to further that point john you didn't see much of a dip of his uh is of his young right. guns psa 10 you know cuz you're saying you know i'm i want to get i want it to get down to 2000 yeah. you know it, yeah. ne- it never yeah. really reached never. that it just floated around that 3k mark and now it's like shooting back up right, right. so yeah. i think in terms of an investment uh you know that was the perfect time it was probably the off season it was he was hurt you know right. everything could have been the wrong way and it still was uh protected in terms of uh the price right so yeah i i think it's a safe investment mm-hmm. uh that's for sure yeah yeah, John, you uh, 100% convinced me to look for a McDavid card now. It's impossible, <laughs> though, man. It's like you gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta, gotta pay. take you gotta up, pay. you gotta pay, you gotta, you pay, gotta pay. And that's where it's that's tough, the tough right? part. But man. but I totally agree with you. Like you know, the potential X factor in all of this is ESPN has taken over the NHL licensing or broadcasting right. licensing rights. Right. So who knows what they're gonna do with 
the game of hockey in the states especially sure. but already like they've been putting a lot more dollars than you know than uh the previous i can't even remember who yeah, i think it was NBC. Uh, NBC. NBC. yeah NBC. NBC, right yeah honestly though i i feel like even the whole ripping aspect i i think it's like you hobbyists just want to rip you could you could do whatever <laughs> sport or whatever game you could even call it a game and just put like a hit and people would be pumped like Seriously, people rip like uh, UFC and they don't even watch UFC and they're just trying to, you know, find the hit. And sure. that's all you're trying to do. And that's all we do. Like F1, you know, everybody knows like Lewis Hamilton. They're just trying to, you know, find that hit. Right. right. So I think I think as you said, you know, as more people uh, get exposed to it. It becomes yeah. more of a, okay, is hockey available to rip? Let's go. Like, <laughs> here we go. Who's the hit? You know, it's, yeah. it becomes a chase, right? And I'm, I'm hoping that's what happens, I guess, uh, from uh, the standpoint that ESPN, you know, uh, uh, broadcasts it and it, it does reach, you know, uh, a bigger audience. And, you For know, sure. and then once it gets into the, the hobby, you know, you know how, how rippers are, you know, they're animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Game over. Uh, no, no. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. But yeah, no, like I'm super optimistic about hockey and it's fun to be optimistic about hockey cards again, especially as Absolutely. being Canadian, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and um, like what ESPN been doing, like I'm pretty impressed. Like they're, they have a podcast actually. They're launching uh, to go with the NHL broadcast. Uh, their streaming is top notch in the industry. So a lot more people are going to be able to watch the games, not just on TV, but on the internet. Right. So uh, like you were mentioning, Kyung, the exposure is going to be huge for hockey and that should easily translate into the hobby. But um, within that context, I see how McDavid can suddenly blow up with so many more people coming in and they've quickly realized McDavid is the number one player in the league. The collectability will there. So I agree 100%. My choice was actually Artem and Panarin. I don't have to say much because John made all, Sorry, the, man. all my points. You know? <laughs> I was going to say his young guns are is $250, $300 right now. <laughs> he plays for the Rangers, a big market team. That's, that's, a, oh, I didn't mention that's that. an added yeah, bonus. Good point. good point. Okay, right? So... And 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 Panarin could easily do forty points or forty goals, one hundred point season in a full for season. For hundred percent, yeah, right. So and he hasn't done it yet, but he's come close a couple of seasons. Yeah. And still a young guy. If you look at his picture, he looks like a fifteen year old kid, but <laughs> he's the real deal. Panarin's the real deal. He so um, so yeah, that's uh, that's a quick added note from me for this uh, NHL segment. So we'll move on then to the NBA top 10 fantasy player ranking and i'll again go from rank one to rank 10 and i got this ranking from DraftKings. all right so number one nikola Jokic. number two Giannis. number three steph curry number four luka Doncic. number five damian lillard number six james harden number seven kevin durant number eight bradley beal number nine LeBron James, and number 10 is Paul George. No love for Trey. He was number 12, I think, on the list. <laughs> but, uh, but from those 10, who do you think can uh, uh, improve the most in terms of value in the it, hobby? It, this is tough because, you know, basketball is the most expensive, right? And these are yeah. the these are the A stocks, man. These are the, <laughs> yeah. the big boys. And Three I think chips. every – yeah, every everybody – is pretty much unaffordable at this point, but I think there's guys like Bradley Beal who kind of like 
uh, are still cheap relatively sure. uh, to the rest of these, you know, um, you know, players because you know his, you know, uh, maybe um, expectations were a little later, where yeah. he kind of you know blew up the last two three years. I'd say as like a, a real superstar, right? So uh, I would say either Dame or Bradley Bill has to be a, a good opportunity. Um, in terms of just based on where basketball prices are with with other players and what they're kind of um, uh, I guess expanding in their careers as they play and you know continue yeah, to yeah. you know get get their awards right so that's that would be my pick yeah nice Good choices yeah um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with Kevin Durant I think it's pretty simple for me um, uh, like I mentioned before I'm not a huge fan of Kevin Durant the the person. <laughs> But for me, there's no question. I think he's going to go down as a top 10 all-time NBA player. A mm. um, lot of people, and you're, you'd be stupid not to admit this, but when you witness who Kevin Durant is and how he plays, we've almost never seen a player like this where a guy just completely com- dominates the ball and he's pretty much unstoppable. He, it's only himself that stop, <laughs> stop, that stops him, right? So... His card, his tops Chrome, I think I mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago. I don't know if it's still the same price. I haven't checked, but it was on my uh, baller watch list at 5K. I think it was going for around 4K for the tops Chrome PSA 10. Um, I know that's expensive, and I know, like, talking about the Conor McDavid's, it's a bit out of the price range for some people, but we're talking a top 10 all-time NBA talent. He, You know, we don't know what's happening this year with maybe Kyrie not playing. I think Durant's going to put up monster numbers. If Nat Nets happen to win and he wins without Kyrie, I think that also adds to his legacy. There's a lot of little variables that are happening, but regardless, even without the variables, he'll still probably go into Hall of Fame as a top 10. So um, long run, short term, I like Kevin Durant. Yeah, I like that choice too, for sure. Um, for basketball, I was initially going to go with Jokic. You know, we had that discussion before in a previous episode. Right that compared to other studs, and he won the MVP this past right. season. And the Nuggets, I feel like, are going to be a um, strong playoff contender this season as well. And, um, yeah, people might be sleeping on Jokic. But I checked his Silver Prism PSA 10 cards, and it's up to 3500 So I feel yeah. like it's getting up there now. Like, people are starting to realize. It's picked up, yeah. Right. For sure, right? So I changed my mind. I didn't go with Jokic. <laughs> and, you know, previously I was comparing it to, like, guys with, like, Giannis, his silver prisms are like what? Yeah, 20K, ridiculous. Yeah, right? they're, yeah they're five figures. Yeah. Yeah. So so compared to Giannis, it's it's cheap. But um, but you know what? It's funny. I'm going with uh, Dame or uh, Beal, just like Giannis, nice. yeah. for the exact same reason. It's the value picks. <laughs> value. It's the big value picks, man. You know what? When I play fantasy, it's all about value. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That, that's how buck I buck eighty nine. Buck eighty nine. You know that's how I win my leagues, man. It's like, you know, I I remember like playing fantasy baseball and I chose Bregman in like the sixth or seventh round, which was super value. Like, oh, and, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and then the next year, and I won that league. And the next year, he's being drafted in one or the first round or second round. I'm like not choosing Off. Bregman. This yeah, year. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> overpriced. Overpriced. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Looking for the value, man. So yeah, for those same reasons that Hyung mentioned. Like, and we talked about Dame too. Like, he doesn't get enough respect in the hobby. I don't know what else he has to do. We talked about that too. Yeah. But sooner or I later, I think it'll correct it. Yeah, it'll correct itself. 
sooner or later, right? It always like, corrects itself. The markets always correct itself, right? I, I certainly hope so. Like the points that he puts up <laughs> and just the way he balls. Oh right. man, that, it's, it can't be under a thousand. His PSA ten. Prism it's like seven hundred to eight hundred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eight fifty and. It's from the iconic 2012 prison yeah, set. Like, right. how is it still under a thousand? You yeah. know, like that's that's ridiculous to me. So I think that's amazing value. And and you mentioned Beal already. He's around half that, about four hundred, yeah, four fifty. Yeah. Um, I just think he has to get out of Washington. I don't know if that's possible. Mm. So I, I think that's possible. Yeah, he definitely needs to get Maybe. out of Washington. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's that's the breath that's of the fresh big, air. Yeah. Yeah. So so my pick because of that, I'm going with Dame. Nice. Um, out of those top 10 like he's a top 10 talent stud player yet his prices are so undervalued nice. uh, in our collective opinion i'm sure so all right yeah. draft day picks that was fun we'll do this um for i guess we could do the same for baseball when the yeah. baseball season starts up after the playoffs of course yeah, yeah. right um speaking of which do you guys uh, have a team that you prefer to go all the way this year oh man it's uh all my teams are knocked out. I know. <laughs> right? I was yeah. rooting for the White Sox. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I, I, I was really rooting for the White Sox. You know, I can't really root for Houston other than Jordan Alvarez. <laughs> um, and then, so I guess I'm rooting for Jordan. And uh, a bit of me um, also is rooting for the Red Sox just because Nick Pavetta, he's uh, he's a Canadian boy. He's a guy I coached. He's, nice. He came in clutch. And yeah. now he Boston Boston fans absolutely love him right now, so yeah, right. Um, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna root for my boy uh, Nick Pavetta on Boston. So I'm hoping that Boston, you know, squeaks out one as well. Okay. And I know you are you aren't you a Yankees fan? Who are you talking to, Clark? Me? Yeah. No, no, come okay. on. I know. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, <sorry. laughs> I was like, who's the Yankee fan? That's that's a. Uh... Defamatory, right there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I'm gonna go for the Braves. They're the oh, team nice. I I uh, hate the least. So <laughs> the Braves, you know, Dodgers. You know, that's a boring pick. Yeah. And who Gi- Giants might win it, right? So. <sighs> and they're um, doing it without Acuna. It's it's incredible. Exactly. That's crazy. That'll be a great yeah. feat. Yeah. They're gonna be a great team next year, though. <laughs> They always, yeah, they always find a way to get get into the playoffs. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, John, you got a pick? No, I do not. I am not cheering for any of okay. those guys. <laughs> I will uh, just it's off season official. Enough. Yeah, I'm just a casual <laughs> observer at this point. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, with that, then let's move on to our last regular segment. We call pick one, and this week it's the hot takes edition, which means we'll all offer two hot takes. And then we'll each decide which one is more likely to happen. All right. So who wants to lead off this week's hot takes edition of pick one? I'll go, I guess. Um, My hot take is going to be Jordan Poole. Yep. Okay. Of Golden State Warriors. Has a breakout year slash all-star year versus Nikhil Alexander-Walker has a breakout year slash all-star year. I feel like I know what John's gonna pick. Yeah. So. I know, I know. Yeah. I already so know I'll, what John's gonna pick. I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Canadian? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we obviously I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Nikhil. No surprise. Um, yeah. But I'll talk about Poole. Like I think, I think Jordan Poole had his sort of breakout last year. 
And I, you know, people who are investing in pool or trying to put money into them, I, I really think this is kind of fool's gold. You know, like I do, what you're seeing of pool in his spurts, I think that is the type of player you're dealing with. I don't think he's the type of guy that is going to consistently drop 20. I think he's going to be sort of like that energy guy off the bench. Uh, similar to how the Raptors really enjoyed Norm Powell. I think he's kind of of that ilk. So I feel mm. like, you know, and he's not going to really have a regular rotation. Like he's having a regular rotation now, but wait till Clay comes back in January, uh, Christmas time, whenever he's scheduled to come back. Uh, I don't see it. So for it's, it's aside from the Canadian bias, I think it's easier for me to pick Nikhil because he's, he's, he's starting. He's, he, people have been pretty high on him regardless and I think he's going to have a great opportunity to showcase himself this year, especially with so many people who who went out of uh, New Orleans. So, yeah, easy one for me. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with Nikhil as well because I know, I don't know if this is a fair comp, but, you know, I think I recently heard Steph Curry just have super high praise for Jordan Poole, saying, like, he's going to be, you know, amazing. And this reminded me of when LeBron came out and said, Taylor Horton Tucker is going to be amazing. The guy, you know? yeah, yeah. And then, you know, like sure enough, the prices for Taylor Horton Tucker spiked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then I think it just seems like it's a re- history repeating itself a little bit, mm-hmm. like a uh, superstar players, just, just, you know, giving encouragement to their teammates, really, right. you know, what else are they going to say? They're like, ah, oh, he's okay. Yeah. He's, he's decent. <laughs> no, they're going to play him up. They're going to give him confidence. Right. So I feel like it's kind of similar to me in that sense. And, uh, you know, preseason's preseason, man. You can't yeah. put too much weight on preseason right. performance. Like, he would definitely probably win preseason MVP, but, you know, not all the studs are playing during those games, right? So, uh, but Nikhil, I think for the kind of, um, you mentioned, you touched upon it, John. Like, I think it's a great spot for him um, to play uh, with New Orleans, with uh, Zion, with uh, Ingram. And uh, that's a growing team. That's a developing right. team. So he's going to get his touches and I think he's going to um, build upon his past success. So for me, it's easily Nikhil um, without the Canadian bias. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, no, I agree uh, with, uh, like, especially now that he has his opportunity, Nikhil, that is, you know, it's uh, it's his kind of, you know, his opportunity, right? His, yeah. his, his job to lose kind of, and we'll see. Uh, but I'm going to actually go the opposite direction Ooh. because I believe yeah. that um, like this is an opportunity for Jordan Poole where he has to step up right now. And, you know, I believe that's um, that's one of the things that uh, is going to kind of put him in, in into that role as, you know, Clay comes back, you know, in Feb in around February and yeah. around that date. Right. So I think he um, like, like I said, these are hot takes, and, yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I do believe that like uh, he is that type of player that can have a breakout season. Uh, normally I would, I would agree with you guys with Nikhil. I just, I just like to see a little more from Nikhil, especially last year when, you For know, sure. he had that opportunity and I feel like, um, yeah, it's uh, it's his season to kind of lose, but um, yeah, I think Jordan ha- Jordan Poole has that upside where you know it, it it could happen. I think it may just based on his role with Golden State, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Jordan Poole on the other on the other wow. side. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> I I, I was 
pretty certain it was going to be a sweep, but wow, he surprised us. <laughs> I, I know, I, and I own zero Jordan Poole cards. <laughs> like that. I, I do own and Nikhil. Nikhil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're, ta- we're talking breakout, like all-star year, right? So I think yeah, Nikhil's yeah. going to be good, right? Yeah. So it's like, I, yeah. I don't think he's going to be an all-star. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 1v1 hot takes. I got Tiger Woods winning another major before his career is over versus LeBron matching Jordan's six rings before his career is over. Hmm. How many does LeBron have four. He needs two. Four. I don't think that guy's getting any younger, though. Yeah, I was going to ask, how old is he? Yeah, he's going to be playing until he's 55. I don't know what he is. 36? Um, Man, I would love to see Tiger Woods freaking come back like i'm rooting for that me too like i want to just i just want to pick that the other side just because of that but (laughs) i think and you might hate me for this john but i think lebron might do it (laughs) no he might do it in the next three years (laughs) it's possible um yeah i i think i think uh if if you're doing like hot takes I think it, for me, it's a it's a no brainer. LeBron's I think gonna win his two, and he might win you know one more uh, after that. And I, I as much as I want Tiger to to come back and you know win another championship, it's to me it's it's so tough as is you know just mentally and you know physically too, right? To be able to uh, come back to what he had to o- overcome, and he's not you know 25 years old anymore right so for him i see a a total change even in you know his demeanor of how he you know sees or views life now right it's not as serious as it was before so i'd love to see it but i think more likely you're going to see lebron you know win that those two championship rings nice yeah Uh, yeah it's an easy one for me especially knowing my NBA championship pick for the season being the Lakers. <laughs> there's one more so, only, right? <laughs> there's one. There's five right there, and then and then he just gotta, you know, win one more. And he, I just looked his age up. He's 36. 36. Okay, he's getting up yeah. there, but um, you know, at least 39, three years, and with the team that he's built and the power that he has to build a team, like he has the power to like essentially choose which guys he wants to play with. And um, as he grows up, and he's getting smarter too. Like he, he plays in a way that uh, maximizes his talent at his age, you know. Right. And and then uh, he complements it with uh, different role players. So, so LeBron's smart enough to know what to do to to take his team to championship level. So, um, LeBron's yeah, I think that's more more likely to happen to to match the six, which will be. Incredible, and then the goat discussion will really yeah. ramp up. You know, then yeah. then we can talk. Then we can talk, sure. Lord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I thought I could sway you guys. Okay, well, I mean, you know, when you look at Vegas odds, I'm sure it's no question the the, the LeBron side is going to have the the heavy favorites because you got the Lakers, um, and yeah. then on the on the flip side, you know. A lot of people think that Tiger may not even come back to play golf at all. There's probably pretty high odds that that is also a situation, right? So it's pretty easy. I think LeBron is the easy pick. But I'm going to say this. like I'm going with Tiger uh, because I think LeBron 
doesn't have enough time on his side to get those two rings. That's number one. I think Tiger will come back. I'm very confident he will come back. Whether he wins a major or not, that's going to be difficult. But he's got time on his hands. Like he's got another 10 years playing at like a high level, you know, assuming he comes back at a decent uh, health. And I just, sorry, Clark, but I think the Lakers are overrated, man. I don't like, I have zero (laughs) faith that Russell Westbrook is the right piece in a winning formula in any organization. I think they are dead wrong to go after Uh Russell Westbrook. I could be completely wrong, but I I love Anthony Davis (laughs) and I think LeBron's a GOAT. But other than that, I don't think they have it. I don't think they have the depth. I don't think they have the longevity to last. And I think they're very overrated. And I, I think they're going to be, they're not going to go to the finals. And I think they're going to be a mid to early knockout again. And it's going to be from here on in, I think it's going to be really, really hard. Whether, you know, most people think, oh, Lakers are going to run to another two championships. I actually think it's going to be really hard. I think LeBron is going to close out his career with four championships. So I'm not trying to be a k- hater, but I just, I don't, I don't think Wessel Westbrook is the, is the right piece. Such a hater. Hey, you know what? We also know what you said about Giannis, okay? So, <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. that was right before the championship. Yeah. Too. It's just like he heard you. He heard you. LeBron heard you. Le- LeBron. LeBron's gonna have his best season this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Charles Barkley of this podcast. All right. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so I'll close it off with my uh, hot takes for the pick one segment. Uh, the first one is. Vladdy, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. repeats this season next year. So let's make it even harder. He's going to win the Triple Crown next year. It's a hot take. Um, or Shohei Otani is going to repeat this season, i.e. have amazing pitching, elite pitching uh, stats, along with his elite batting stats, 40-plus homers, yeah, everything he's done this year. So what do you think is more likely to happen? I think you just changed it because it was my answer was Vladdy. Like I, I think he's gonna repeat his season. Like no doubt for me, he's he's he can hit. He can hit. He can hit for yeah. power. He's he's a disciplined hitter, and he's twenty two years old. So um, I think his best years are still ahead of him. Um, and I I believe he's a type of hitter that's going to be like, um, you know, one of the best right-handed hitters that the game has ever seen. Right. So, um, but that was before you said triple crown, <laughs> <laughs> you know, why? And, because I thought, I thought it would be too easy. Like, right, yeah, right, right, right. That, so. And, um, <laughs> to me, probably triple crown is one of the toughest so teams hard, in yeah. the, in, in the major leagues. Yeah. Like you're, so hard. yeah, there's so many different factors. Um, and he it was, was yo, he was close was, though. He, he was, was close, close but that just shows you like like he was off by like like ten RBIs by the end of it or right. whatever it was. Um but that's that shows you, you know, there's people like you know, the Salvador Perez, like just monster seasons, right? Yeah. So um I think uh, in the American League it's it's a very, very tough thing to do to win the triple crown. Um but I I, I do believe uh, on the flip side, that Otani probably will be similar to what he was this year. You know, um, I believe that he's gonna, you know, probably be, you know, probably nine and two again, or you know, seven and four, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, with a two nine to three five ERA, and he probably hits thirty five to forty home runs. You know, and 
and yeah, he's just good, right? So yeah. I think most more likely that's to happen than the triple crown. But if it was on the flip side, you can't take the MVP away from Vladdy this year and then, you know, take that next year as well. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, I'm, in this case, in this instance, it's going to be Shohei more likely to do what he did right. again. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, easy one for me. I'm also picking Shohei. Even if we were talking about who we think v- will be the MVP next year, so if Vladdy is going to be the MVP or Shohei, right. it's really not going to take much for Shohei to be the MVP. Like, I think for him to go, like Young said, like 9-4 and four with a 310 ERA with like 170 strikeouts, I think he's probably going to do that. And then on the flip side, if he ends up hitting 90-plus 100 RBIs with 30 home runs and 30 steals, I mean... It's very achievable for Shohei, and that's like easily MVP conversation without a doubt over anybody, short of a triple crown by Vladdy, right? So I think Shohei repeating, I mean, you do have the injury factor. I think Shohei may not complete yeah. a full season of pitching next year. I, I, I'm a little bit scared of that, um, but I'm going to put my betting money that Shohei will be the repeater next year. Okay, that's interesting because... Yeah, I thought, um, well, before I change it up right at the spot, it would have been, <laughs> been a Vladdy sweep, right? It would have been a Vladdy sweep, I think. But you know what? I, I'm i going with Vladdy. I know how hard it is to get a triple crown. We we all know that. But you said it right at the end, John. Like, I am afraid Shoei won't have those pitching mm. stats next year. I think I think injury is going to be a factor. Um you know, like even going into this season, I took a gamble on Shohei when I bought his right. card, um, thinking that he's recovered in the off season and he could put it together if everything breaks right. And I think it's, it's going to be that scenario every year. Everything has to break right for him to perform at this elite historic level, i.e. Mm-hmm. pitching well throughout the season and batting well, like essentially playing all, all his games. Right. And... I don't know. Like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just scared of his health. So, yeah. um, so that's why I think it's more like I think Shohei is less likely to repeat because of his injury past, right. and right. therefore by default, Vladdy's more likely to win the triple crown. Right. Very so. fair. Very fair. All right. No sweeps. This uh, I thought it would be uh, like just kind of going over the one v ones before in our pre-show. I'm like, oh. These might all be sweeps, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, those were uh, tough ones when we actually thought it out. Awesome. All right, that wraps up this episode. It's uh, yeah, another fun episode, and big time thanks for all our listeners. It's been an awesome first twenty episodes. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, and uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Cards to the Moon to get weekly updates on every new episode that we publish each Tuesday. All right, thanks again, guys. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at 5cardguys, or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards, or John at TradeU at Recess. You can also check us out at fivecartguys.com. Thanks again and hope to connect soon.